At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. At the window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. Go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Hour number two of At the Window on this fantastic March 1st. I'm Ariel Epstein here at Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. Jared Smith is at the FanDuel Sportsbook, where when it's March 1st at the FanDuel Sportsbook, let me tell you, it is one of the most exciting things to be a part of. It's one of those things where you walk in, you look, it says March 1st, and you say, wow, I'm going to be stuck here for the next two months between (laughs) the March Madness craziness, the NBA playoffs coming up, the XFL championship coming up. It is such an exciting time for futures. We're talking about today's game, but Jared, how has the Vandal Sportsbook been on this amazing March 1st day? Well, we've got actually the Maryland Jockey Club uh, is about to start a race. I'm watching uh, Gulfstream. I've got the Honey. We got the ponies here. We've got everything going on today, Ariel. I think Sundays, like this is like they, they need to come up with like a brunch service. I feel like the millennials Ooh, would flock that. here if they offered like a Sunday brunch at the book, right? Love that. I would we, go for uh, that. Some mimosas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mimosas, Bloody Marys on a Sunday and chill out, watch mm. some college hoops, especially March Madness time. Jared, we need to be there. I mean, 12 o'clock tip. Oh, yeah. We need to be there. 
Well, they've got you stuck in the studio area. We have got to talk to the uh, we've got to talk to the powers that be to get us both here at the book for the March Madness games uh, coming yeah, up. Yeah, especially. I mean, I was talking to our people at the bar over here at Versa in the Renaissance Hotel, and mm. they said they're going to try to get us a budget because we're here so much. I agree. I think that that's yeah. A, no, I I, we, I think open bar is the only is is the only solution there. Yeah, for March Whenever Madness craziness, I mean, we're going to be losing our minds. It's almost impossible to pick a perfect bracket. The conference tournaments are going to be awesome. We said we want to go to the Big East tournament because it's going to be right here in our own backyard. Yeah. It's going to be intense. We were just talking, though, about some NBA games. We spoke about college basketball for mm-hmm. the whole first hour, essentially. What we've been doing is Jared's been trying to guess these NBA lines, and he's actually been pretty close to hitting a lot of them. <laughs> the issue has just been the I haven't injuries. been doing well in the NBA. No, college, yeah, you were I've very been doing close. Well in the NBA. You came within two points of college, everyone in college. Uh, yeah, college, I think, is a little easier. But the NBA is fun, and we talked about it during the break. Uh, I think this is a more fun and entertaining way than just to go through each game and, and go through the matchups because it gives us a chance to make a bet without without betting on the game. Where, where <laughs> I'm betting on what I think the line's going to be. It's like I'm betting on the game and twice, then and then I'll go bet wrong, on whatever. When you're kind of wrong, you can assess why from the initial thought of looking at the exactly, matchup that you guess exactly. that line. Exactly. Okay, so this one is, I'm sure, the matchup you're actually really intrigued by and the matchup that you've been counting down the days until. Um, the D- Detroit Pistons are at the Sacramento Kings. The, oh, yeah. The, the Kings have been playing extend. really well. Yeah, actually, the Kings have been one of the hottest teams out of the All-Star break. Yeah, I want to say they've won seven of eleven. I think they've covered an eight of twelve, eight of eight of those. I think they covered because they won and did. They lost and didn't cover the other. Kurt has his no, thinking they, they face on. He has his arms crossed, his eyes half open. Know, He's like really I'm trying to brainstorm. <laughs> I had to, uh, I, I, I had to, you know, get get over the leather jacket face. Wait, Today I'm more of a so casual casual. That's so funny you cashmere. said that because I was actually just looking at you through our screen here, and I said. I was about to say you decided to go with the quarter zip without the leather jacket today, and <laughs> it kind of it kind of registered at the same time you were saying it. Our guys over at the Versa Bar said they need he's going to come in here and like completely <laughs> revamp our on air staff and how they dress because he's actually convinced that there is an entire clothing store of quarter zip sweaters in our downstairs room. <laughs> I, I, you know what the funny thing is, and you're gonna laugh about this. So on my way here, I, I don't like I don't like driving back into the city right at four o'clock because the traffic's bad. So a lot of times I hang in Jersey for a little bit. I thought to myself, you know, I really need some more quarter zips for work. I'm stopping at the mall on the way home, uh, and I'm gonna buy like two or three ones like, exactly like this. Well, so there will be so more in the arsenal spot soon. On. Spot on. I know. It's, uh, <laughs> I think it's just. What is everyone going to do when Sunday it's summer and they can't wear quarter zips anymore? I'll wear uh, sleeveless quarter zips with no sleeves. <laughs> I mean, looking like Matt Stryker. Um, all right. So exactly, the, Pistons, exactly. the Pistons are at the Kings today at 610. Who you got? Well, what's the line? I, I, I think the Kings are going to be favored by five and a half. Kings minus five and a half. The Kings are favored by seven and a half. All right. That was close. That was close. I was giving too much credit to Detroit there. Detroit's been really bad this year. I'm not surprised. Would you lay that? They traded away Drummond. I I might. Yeah, no. I I think that the fact that the line's a little bit heavier than what I thought means that, that you know, the books are getting a lot of Kings action. Maybe... Maybe I wouldn't lay the full. Maybe I'd lay first half and and see what happened in You've the second half. You've been into half. those first um, half usually with, lines. 
Yeah, I had the first half under in the Rockets game yesterday. That was an easy cash. Uh, and the full game under still got there, even though it Incredible. went to overtime. Incredible, even though it went to overtime. Um, yeah. That, you read that one. I, that was... Uh, that was, yeah, no, that, that was my, one of my better picks of the day. I had a feeling Brad Stevens was going to figure out that Rockets offense, and the Rockets won the game. Uh, it was actually the Rockets defense that really played well against the Celtics offense in that game, which I think was a little, uh, that was the more surprising part. That's the part of that game that I did not handicap properly uh, was how well the Rockets defense would play, but you've got to give credit to Houston. They've, I'll tell you, Houston right now, uh, I, I might actually get to the window on the Rockets uh, at 7-1 to win the West today. Um, I think they're playing the better basketball of the other two teams uh, in the West that are kind of contending other than Lakers and Clippers right now. I think Denver was that other team, but I think the Rockets are playing better than the Nuggets right now. And for I someone think, that's uh, a new viewer one, and might not be as much of a gambler as you've been for the last 25 years, how, why would you do that knowing that the Lakers and the Clippers are two of the better teams in the West, and yet you're going to go and take someone who's 7-1? to one? What's your approach at the futures bet there? Great question, and the answer is simple. It's 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 a numbers game. So right now, the Lakers and the Clippers are both. I want I, I want to say they're both slightly favored to win the Western Conference. I don't want to say there's minus signs. No, there's not. So the Lakers are plus one sixty five, and the Clippers are plus one ninety. Mm-hmm. So let's say let's flash forward to the Western Conference Finals. And of course, this is all contingent on Houston being able to win their first round series, which would likely be against uh, a six seed, maybe the Mavericks, uh, you know, a team like that. And then in the second round, they would face the Clippers as the two seed, most likely, if they continue to be the three seed. So the bet that you need to win, that's really the big series you need to win. If the Rockets can beat the Clippers in the Western Conference fi- in the Western Conference semifinals, then they would go to the Western Conference Finals, and you'd have them as seven to one against the Lakers team that would likely be priced minus one fifty to minus two hundred to win that series. So at seven to one, you can play off of that minus two hundred on the other side and make a significant amount of money in the hedge market if you decided to do so, or you could let the bet ride and hope the Rockets win. But my point is. You are not going to get that kind of value if you bet the Lakers or the Clippers to win the West. They will likely be a very similar price team. The Lakers are plus 165 now. They'll probably be minus 165 if it was a you're series kind of betting uh, on against Houston the Rockets to make it in the Western the, Conference Finals. You're kind of betting on Houston to make exactly. it to the Western Conference Finals. Yes, your bet essentially to make to be profitable in this situation is 7-1, to one, the Rockets to win two playoff series which is the first round against probably the Mavericks or the sixth seed if they're staying the three. And then that two-seed series, two-three, Rockets, Clippers, that is essentially your bet at 7-1. to one. If you win that series, your 7-1 to one bet will be profitable. So you can't make a bet on the Clippers or Lakers and have that same kind of value sure. because you have to win three series and you still would only get 65 cents of juice if you bet the Lakers as a profit on your, on your single line unit bet. So to me, that is just, it's a value game. It's a numbers game where I think the Rockets have a chance to overachieve past their odds where the Lakers are a little bit overpriced and the Clippers, I think, are a little bit overpriced right now to win the West. So to me, if you're getting 7-1 to one off a one-series bet, that gives you a lot of wiggle room to play off of that team. You could bet against the Rockets in the series. They could win the series and lose some of the games that you bet against. So there's just a lot. It gives you flexibility. And in this game, when you're betting the futures markets, it's all about riding riding that, those streaks and, and finding ways to buy low and sell high. I think the Rockets right now are that buy low team. Going to the Eastern Conference off the same premise, the Bucks right now minus 165 to win the East, but then the Celtics are... A- seven to one and the Raptors are at plus seven fifty. Who would you take in that scenario? And there's even the Miami Heat who are at plus eight fifty. 
you know, I think Miami and Philly have significantly fallen back into the next tier. Especially and as road I th- teams. I think there's two tiers right I agree. I think there's two tiers in the Eastern Conference right now. There's the tier. There, uh, there, sorry, actually, there's three tiers. There's the tier that doesn't have a chance to win, and I think Philly and Miami have fallen back into that where I wouldn't be I, – I can't see them uh, getting even to the Eastern Conference Finals, nonetheless winning. I think the second tier are the contenders, and I think those two contenders are Toronto and Boston. And then there's the top tier, obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I think there is a, a significant gap between Milwaukee – and those other two teams in that second tier, Toronto and Boston. But the market is not priced efficiently enough to equate for that gap. Uh, minus 165 to plus 700 for the Celtics. That is way too big of a spread between those two markets, between those two tiers. And here's why. Boston getting to the Eastern Conference Finals would be probably plus 200, maybe plus 180 in a series against the Bucks. So essentially, you're betting plus 700 for the Celtics to win two rounds. And Mm -hmm. I think they're significantly better than anyone they would face in round one. Round two would be a good series. Toronto-Boston would probably be that 2-3 matchup. That would be a very good series. And maybe, depending on who gets home court, that could determine who wins that series. I have significant futures picks right now on Toronto and Boston. Those are my two positions. And I'm guessing I'd be willing to bet that one of those teams is in the Eastern Conference Finals. I agree. I like both those teams as well. I think that Boston and Toronto are definitely the two teams that will end up having to face the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I do like what you were saying about Houston. I mean, between James Harden and Russell Westbrook, two really big names on the Houston Rockets team that could help catapult them into potentially the Western Conference Finals. However, I think that the NBA would love to see the Clippers and the Lakers fight it out to see who goes to the NBA Finals. We're going to talk about more NBA. The Raptors are playing today. The Lakers are playing today. We'll talk about those games coming up next year on At The Window. Stay tuned. DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. 
And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. To at the window, we're previewing today's NBA slate, and we were talking about the future of the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference and potentially the Boston Celtics. Which one of those two would go up and face the Milwaukee Bucks for a chance in the NBA Finals? I'm Ariel Epstein, Jared Smith at the Vandal Sportsbook. Jared, the Toronto Raptors are on the road tonight at the Denver Nuggets. We've been having you guess these lines before we analyze them. What is the line in this Raptors Nuggets game today? That's a really tough one. I don't even know if I know the favorite in that one. I would guess the Raptors, because of what we've seen of late, they've kind of given a couple games back. I would guess the Nuggets are a very small favorite in this game. Let's say Denver minus two and a half. Ooh, you were one off. The Nuggets are minus three and a half, and I was mm. hoping you didn't look at the line because they did have it on the. No, on I didn't. Screen. I have so not. I, I have not been looking. I've not been looking. Oh, well, luckily I'm looking at the ISO. Good. Count, uh, Keep ISO, him on the uh, ISO. Don't let here. him look at the screen. Yeah, it came me on the ice, so let me look at the screen here. I go like this. Yeah, don't look. It's just like when we played the, uh, what was it, the Wonderlick when I said don't look. Um, oh, yeah. So is this is this line justified with the Nuggets favored by three and a half? Yeah, on the absolutely. I, I actually think the Raptors, I, I think I kind of like the Raptors a little bit, but I, I, I do I do think uh, I do think Denver deserves to be the favorite because they've been a really good home team this year, and the Raptors have not been playing well of late. So I could see why there'd be a little bit of public adjustment towards Denver. Um, but I, I kind of like Toronto. I, I think Toronto's a really tough team. I think they'll bounce back. So right now I'm going to look at Denver at home is 23-7 and seven this season. So it does make sense. They're a good home team, and it's not too much of a spread. However, Toronto seems to always be an underdog. They're always underdogs at home. They're always yeah. underdogs, of course, on the road. Why is Toronto so undervalued in the market? Well, because they're just a gritty team, and everyone, the public perception on Toronto was that once Kawhi Leonard was gone, they would never uh, be able to ascend to the status that they were in last year. The irony is, with this Toronto team, their average is an underdog this year, 8-8 eight eight against the numbers. So I, I, I don't necessarily think that the marketplace is right on them, but I don't think they're wrong. I think uh, the fact that they're 8-8 eight eight is a dog this year shows that the marketplace uh, is exactly where it needs to be on Toronto, which is a young or an experienced, scrappy team with good young players. So they've got the experience at the top. I think Siakam has now become a veteran. He's become a superstar. Kyle Lowry is a veteran. I wouldn't put him in the superstar uh, status, but he's a really solid player. And then you've got the really good young players, the Van Fleets, the Norman Powells, uh, Serge Ibaka. I would put him in the veteran status. Uh, Again, these are really tough-nosed players that can lock down defensively. They can get big buckets in big spots. This is a deep team. Toronto is one of the few teams in the NBA that go 10, 11 players deep. 
Uh, Chris Boucher, uh, as the 10th guy off the bench, is having a great season. Terrence Davis, uh, an undrafted free agent, is going to log 1,000 minutes, uh, 1,500 minutes almost with uh, Toronto this season. This is a very deep team and a very dangerous team uh, come the playoffs. We saw it against the Bucks the other night. Milwaukee won the game. They covered the number. That's good. But we saw one half of basketball where the Raptors absolutely shut down Giannis and company. And in the second half, we saw some uh, hot three-point shooting from Milwaukee. Marvin Williams hit a bunch of threes in the second half. Uh, and Toronto just couldn't quite score the basketball with efficiency in the second half of that game. And that's why Milwaukee won and covered. But if you were going to ask me to assess a seven-game series between those two teams, there is nothing that Milwaukee did in that game last week that leads me to believe that they are just going to run through the Eastern Conference playoffs uh, and not look back on their way to the NBA Finals. They are going to uh, go up against some stiff competition. They might face a team like Indiana in the second round. They could face a team like Boston in the second round if the standings work out, and then Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think it will be Boston and Milwaukee in the East Finals. I think the Celtics are going to be the two seed uh, in the East, and I think it will be those two teams battling it out in a seven-game series. And I wouldn't be rushing to jump to the window uh, on this Bucks team. I think they're overpriced a little bit, and I think until they get there, they shouldn't be priced as the odds-on favorite. They deserve to be the best team. They're going to be the odds-on favorite. But I'm not buying that uh, that hype right now with Milwaukee just yet. In this Raptors-Nuggets game, too, the total is 218.5. These are two top-10 defenses with Toronto allowing the least amount of points in the NBA at 106. And the Nuggets are giving up 107 points to opponents this season. Is Do you like the total here at 218.5? Would you go over? Would you go under? I would say under. Uh, I think 218 is about right. We've seen a lot of uh, sluggish uh, games in the Mile High City this season, and I I wouldn't be running to the window on this total, to be perfectly frank. I I think I I would take the three and a half. I hate when teams play the Nuggets or the Pacers. It's so frustrating to handicap totals. Yeah, and I think the way I look at the NBA markets right now is I'm not really running to play a lot of these individual games. I've already established where my positions are in the NBA. I like the prop market a lot, and I like the undervalued prop market a lot in terms of day-to-day, and I like to try to find bad numbers, like that Rockets Celtics under the other night. I thought that was way too high of a total. I think the total in Toronto, uh, Denver, is is about right, Uh, so I probably will not be playing it. So... Another a total that's on the complete flip side is the Lakers are on the road at the Pelicans and that's a really high total at 234 and a half. However, that's not what stood out to me because I think that that's the same total or very close to what the last matchup was between these two teams. The Lakers though are laying two points on the road in New Orleans. Is this to me? I mean, I look at this and I say, "Wow, really?" Pelicans are hot right now, but the Lakers coming off of the, what was it, last night's game, and I was kind of shocked by that score and it being as close as it was. Now you have L.A. with Anthony Davis and LeBron James probably is going to play up against Zion Williamson in this Pelicans team with Brandon Ingram hot too. I still think that just the Lakers laying two points is really low. I I agree. I, I, you, you, you don't need me for this. You, you just nailed that game right there. Uh, you're, you're, you're seeing two things. You're seeing uh, over, not an overreaction, but a reaction uh, to what happened last night in Memphis, and you're seeing a little bit of play on for Zion Williamson. And we've seen this line actually drift back towards because New Ingram Orleans had the bigger game and Ingram as well. You're right. I actually think Ingram's point prop is a good bet today uh, at 24 and a half. Both him and Zion are both the 24 and a half. Isn't it crazy that Zion started his point prop at 17 and a half and it's already gone up to a 24 and a half in two weeks, three weeks? 
his point prop has been inflated by seven points in the marketplace. You can't touch that. If he gets over 24 and a half, great. He hasn't proven it uh, on a night-in, night-out basis. And he also isn't a great shooter. He's an okay shooter. He's not a great shooter. Brandon Ingram, on the other hand, is an elite shooter, and he's facing his former team. Mm-hmm. So 24-and-a-half to me is a play on uh, for the over there. I do, like, uh, I, I do like Ingram's point total prop. Uh, the game I think itself, I, I think, lay is the a fascinating the handicap. Me too. I, 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 I want to jump on I, it I, now because I today. think that this could move. I, I wouldn't. Maybe. I don't think it's like, going to move that much. Do you long. think that LeBron James uh, plays? Yes. Okay. Because I wasn't yes, sure I if this was potentially – I, I wasn't sure if this had any th- indication that LeBron James nope. might not play. I was – no, no, I haven't seen that. Um, I, 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 everyone's going to play uh, from what I've seen. In fact, uh, Anthony Davis I, I think definitely will play because uh, he only played about 20 minutes last night. Mm-hmm. And I think Frank Vogel – kind of saw the writing on the wall with that game in Memphis early. Memphis got off to a hot start and you, actually LeBron was the only uh, Lakers player that logged over 30 minutes last night and that's a very low number. You know, usually Davis and, and James and, and, and the starters uh, are, are well into the 30s for the Lakers. So uh, I was a little bit, not surprised, but it is an interesting number when you look at the minutes total last night. I think Frank Vogel knew, and frankly, I think it was LeBron, really, that said, listen, we've got a big game tomorrow in New Orleans. Let's chill tonight. Uh, you know, Memphis needed that game, and they got it, and, and I think the Lakers have something to prove tonight uh, against the Pelicans, and I, I do like L.A. in that game. Yeah, I do too. Um, and what about the total at 234 and a half? I'm pretty sure high. the last game went over under. that. No, it didn't. One eighteen, one oh nine. Yeah, two twenty seven. Uh, I, I, I think uh, you know. I think the second night of a back to back, a first half, first quarter under would be a good play there. Um, I'm not running to the window to bet the full game under because I think you know these games have a tendency to get away late. But I think the first quarter under, especially with the Lakers uh, in the second game of a back to back, is a good play. I, I saw a stat: uh, the first quarter under seven and three. Uh, in the last 10 Pelicans games. New Orleans starting to play a little bit better defensively as well as their rotation has really tightened up since Zion has come on board. We're seeing a lot more minutes for Zion now. So the rotation by design will get thinner because not, there's not as many minutes to go around. And with Zion getting into the mix, I really like Lonzo Ball a lot in this game to continue to churn out uh, assists. Uh, he mm-hmm. is averaging nine He's assists Zion over his Williamson's last four games. Guy. He is. And, and what we're seeing with Ball, Ariel, is we're seeing finally uh, a point guard uh, that is coming into his own. And Drew Holiday has now been moved to more of a scoring guard. Now, Drew Holiday is still great at, at finding guys uh, and, and dishing out assists. And was actually on a Drew Holiday prop uh, earlier this week for assists that, that, that hit rather easily. And, but I just think Lonzo Ball is more of a point guard. Holiday has more of a scoring touch to him where he can still dish, but he looks to get his own. Ball is now strictly the pick-and-roll guy with Zion, and I think the two of them uh, continuing to be uh, a cohesive unit is going to be is, is going to cause problems for a lot of defenses in the NBA. Zion Williamson's the real deal, and this is a team in the Pelicans that if they wouldn't have gotten off to a 6-22 and start, this is a team we'd be talking about right now as a top-four seed, mm-hmm. and they will be a top-four seed, I think, next season in the Western Conference, or at least a top-six seed. Uh, this is a really good Pelicans team, and they're as talented as anyone else in the West, you know, minus Lakers, Clippers, Rockets probably. I would say they're the fourth most talented team in the Western Conference right now. Record-wise, doesn't show it. They got off to that dismal start. But talent-wise, I think they are – I really – actually, no, I'll say it. They are the fourth most talented team in the Western Conference behind the Lakers, Clippers, and Rockets. That game at 8-10, just real quick, 
we have about a minute. Jared, guess the line between the Washington Wizards and the Golden State Warriors. Oh, my goodness. Where's that game? In in uh, Golden State? Yep. Okay. So I, I think Golden State can't be favored because they're just really bad. So, But Washington's bad, too. Let's say Wizards minus two and a half. Mm, you were giving them a lot of credit. It's actually the Wizards are favored by six and a half points on the road today. Oh, my God. Right? Wow. Crazy. Six and a half. Six the Wizards are laying seven on the road? Yeah. Can't get to the window with that. No way. The game of the night right there, 8.40 p.m. Eastern time total there. Also 231 and a half between two bottom 10 defenses in the NBA. We're going to talk about everything else going on today, helping you out, and we'll give you an update on the in-game stuff too. Coming up next here on At the Window, praying at St. John's today. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun, such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Jeremy Fowler is reporting that the Cincinnati Bengals are planning on using their franchise tag on wide receiver AJ Green. It hasn't been done yet because franchise tags have not been, it's not that time of year. It's I think in a week from now. Um, so we haven't hit, approached that date yet. However, 
Cincinnati plans on using it on their wide receiver who got injured in the preseason and did not play all year, A.J. Green. Jared, initial thoughts on the Bengals tagging A.J. Green. I'm fine with it. I mean, I'm, we, you know, we, we've decided and, and we've come to the conclusion that the NFL is strictly a business. These players are bought and traded just like stocks are. Uh, buy low, sell high. What's the price? What's the value? What, you know, where are they in relative to the rest of the market? And, you know, that, that's just that's it's just the business of the NFL. It's become such big business that you have to treat these players like blue chip companies uh, and, and you have to buy and trade them accordingly. Uh, I think A.J. Green still has some good years left in him. We've seen him uh, his career just been decimated by injuries. But I do think that there's a little meat left on the bone. And you've got probably Joe Burrow, maybe Joe Burrow coming in at quarterback for Cincinnati next season. Why wouldn't A.J. Green want at least one year with a rookie quarterback? We've seen other rookie quarterbacks come onto the scene and burst onto the scene. Uh, so why not Joe Burrow? considering what we have seen from him uh, during his college career, especially last year at LSU. So I'm not shocked by this. I I think Cincinnati would behoove themselves to have an elite playmaking wide receiver coupled in uh, with their number one pick, Joe Burrow. We'll see if they do, in fact, go that direction in the the draft. But I don't think it's the worst idea. And you've said... Yeah, it's March 10th at 4 p.m. So it's close. Yeah, so it's next week uh, or during two weeks. So... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not surprised by it, and, and I just hope A.J. Green can stay on the field. Like, to me, that's the biggest thing, mm-hmm. is, is he has to figure out a way uh, to stay healthy. I was watching an interview with A.J. Green that he conducted in January with a local reporter, and the reporter said, what would it say to you if the Bengals tagged you? And he said, well, the initial thought is I'm not going to turn down $17 million. However, it makes me think that they only want me for a year. With someone who was injured all season and didn't play, and then you want to see what his chemistry is like with his new quarterback and how he might fit into the system, which, I mean, A.J. Green should fit into any system because he's really talented if he stays healthy. But I understand where your frustration is that they only want you for a year. And what is his future? Except I think that the Bengals have a right to only look at him for a year because if he can't stay healthy, then you don't want to sign him on to a five-year deal. I agree 100%. And again, it's a business decision. You know, they are not willing to invest in A.J. Green long term. And, and, and frankly, the numbers say that they shouldn't based on how many games he's missed over the last few seasons. So I think Cincinnati is making just like a lot of teams will do over the next two weeks. They'll make their business decisions and certain players will adjust differently to them and certain players will react differently to them based on how maybe sensitive they are. I think A.J. Green has the right attitude. He should be playing year to year anyways based on his situation. I don't think A.J. Green has done anything over the last three to five seasons to warrant a long-term deal. How much of a selling point is it to Joe Burrow to be able to say we're giving you A.J. Green? Big, A big selling point. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that needs to be part. Now, granted... I love Joe Burrow, and I think he's got all the swag, all the moxie in the world, uh, and I think he's going to be a successful quarterback at the next level, regardless of hand size uh, and what some uh, people at this network believe about his hand size uh, impacting his ability to play quarterback at the next level. We won't go any further than that. Yeah, but please, I, only I will a half, say what is it, a half an inch smaller than Patrick Mahomes? Quarter inch. Quarter inch? About that, much, about that much smaller. Can we, can we go to the camera here, guys? About that, about that much smaller. Uh, than A.J. Green's hands, about a quarter of an inch. So that's about an inch right there. That's about a quarter of an inch. That's how much bigger uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes' hands are than than Joe Burrow's. If you're telling me that that much 
is going to have an impact on his ability to play quarterback, I think you're crazy. But again, we won't go any further than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think for Joe Burrow, I think he's overplaying his hand a bit, to be perfectly frank. No, <laughs> uh, no pun intended there. Uh, I, I, I don't necessarily buy what I'm hearing from his camp and the rumblings that we're hearing, the rumors that we're hearing, and they are just rumors. I'm not confirming any of this. But we're hearing that he doesn't want to play for Cincinnati and that the consensus around the league is that he will cause problems a la Eli Manning did in San Diego if you think the so, or is that just media hype and one former quarterback? I'm not buying it. No, yeah, yeah no, I just told it. you, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not buying it. I, I'm not buying it. I, I'm not buying the. He's going to be two and a half hours from Between now home. and April 25th, I, I don't understand why you think Miami is a better landing spot for you than Cincinnati. I, I, I don't yeah. under like to me that doesn't make sense to me, unless you just really like Miami as a city. Uh, I don't understand why you think the this Miami Dolphins, him, based though. on what Unless we've seen from Unless he really them. hates home, I can't yeah, imagine exactly. he hates Cincinnati. I mean, he grew up two and a half well, hours that's, away. Well, that's the only – exactly. To me, that's the only reason that he doesn't want to play for the Bengals is that he has some, you know, uh, you know uh, anger or, or, or angst against playing in his home state and he would rather be in the nicer, warmer weather. That is the only thing I can imagine. Well, Cincinnati's not as trendy as Miami. Because if you look at the roster top to bottom – that's what I mean. It's it, you're you're making a choice based on location and not the better team. However, with a I'd much rather play and prove myself so. in the AFC North than I would in for having to face with the New England Patriots and having to face the Jets and having. I mean, I'd much rather have to come out on top of the well, AFC. Facing North. the Jets isn't that. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'd rather prove myself. I mean, I know people want to win. I'm talking about though. If you can come out top uh, out on top in the AFC North. You've really proven yourself as quarterback. If he's going to contend in the AFC East, why, like, you coming out of that, and if Tom Brady leaves the Patriots, what are you proving? That you were a better quarterback out of a terrible division? I mean, if I'm a competitor, I want to prove myself in a better division. I I don't, I don't know if that is going through his head as much as Cincinnati is gross and ugly and I hate it and compared to Miami, which is nice and pretty and I love it. I mean, that, I, I, as an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid, that would cross my mind. Maybe the ability to go up against Tom Brady twice a year if he still stays in the division, that would be something which, that would intrigue way, If I was a 21-year-old... Did you see the video? I did see that, yeah. yeah and yeah. yesterday, Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, and Jimmy Fallon were at the Syracuse basketball game and... When they came on camera on ESPN, Julian Edelman said, he's coming back, he's coming back, and Brady gave him the look. Well, Brady gave him the look like, what are you doing, bro? There's a camera right in front of us. What the heck? Like, don't be an idiot. That was the look Brady gave him. Like, can we not air our dirty laundry out to millions of people on camera? Uh, That was like the old veteran quarterback looking at the wide receiver being like, bro, you were supposed to go in there. You went out. Like, that's what that look was. Uh, (laughs) I looked on Twitter and was like, caption this. Yeah, if I'm Brady, I'm upset. I mean, Brady's, Brady's in negotiations. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're, you're. If I'm Brady, I'm a little upset, and I don't think Tom will come back to New England. If, if I had to predict it right now, I, I really don't. I was saying I don't that know why, too. That some, and maybe, yeah. Mm, Jeff St. Darling. John's is uh, starting to run away with this game here. By the way. Oh yeah. So a little update there. St. John's up sixty-five fifty-nine is what I'm seeing, and the current line is St. John's. Yeah, minus they're five going to the free throw line. Yeah, they're going to the free throw line. You sound Figaro defeated. You took a, St. John's. Uh, a nice outlet play. No, I f- I'm great right now. I'm just trying to want to gloat yet. The game's not over, but I feel really good about my handicap. My handicap was spot on in this game. It was. It was. But I've seen crazier things happen. 
Just for someone that might not so, have tuned in earlier like and now they're tuning in now, what was it that you liked that you were able to see pregame? So I, I just, it, the, the line was moving against Creighton, but the action was in their favor. Sev, over 70% of the bets were on Creighton, but the line was moving slightly towards St. John's. It was subtle. How much? It went back to Creighton, but the, it was about a point from five and a half to four and a half. A point's and then enough. A hook I don't really trust. Five. I don't trust line movements by a hook, but a point I could trust. I agree, and it actually got to four at one point, and then it drifted back. Uh, we saw late, uh, a little bit of late public push on Creighton push it back. Uh, but the handicap for me in this game was I didn't think Creighton's defense would, would be able to uh, kind of adapt uh, to St. John's because it was an early game. Everyone's been talking about Creighton all week as this sleeper darling team. They were feeling themselves a little bit. Creighton's defense statistically has not been very strong this season. Karnaseka Arena has been a very play-on spot for St. John's this year. You mentioned the fact that in their two losses, they were by two points or less, mm -hmm. or two points exactly, both of them, and they're 9-2 and two, uh, at Karnaseka this season. I thought this game was at the Garden originally, and that was even more of a play-on for St. John's for me because Creighton uh, had not been uh, a team that had played well historically at the Garden, and they're not a team that had played a lot of games at the Garden. They're new to the Big East. They don't come East very often, uh, so I, I thought it was a tough spot for them. It it's an 11 a.m. start time on their body clock. Uh, you know, they're from Omaha, Nebraska, Creighton. So uh, coming east, early game, noon game, I thought plus five and a half was a good spot for St. John's. Mm. The Johnny's were not a by three and team. A half this is basically their, left. Yeah, this is, this is basically their Super Bowl today facing a Creighton team that's in the top ten. So I thought the Johnnies would get – I thought you'd get the best performance from St. John's today. We'll see if they win the game outright. Uh, I do think that they're in a good spot to cover the number, though. And another game I mentioned to you off air before we even came on was South Florida at Temple. Temple's up by 1.5453 at the moment with five minutes left. And Temple, the in-game line right now is at minus two and a half in Temple's favor. What have you been seeing at the book on that? And what have the numbers been telling you? Not a lot, really. I haven't really been monitoring that game too much. Uh, I know St. I know South Florida has not been a team that's been very consistent this season. The other, the game that I've actually been looking at a little bit closer has been the game uh, between Houston uh, and Cincinnati. I think that game is a little bit more uh, prominent uh, in the conference standings because both Cincinnati segment. and Houston. Yeah, for that, we are. Uh, I think Houston. Houston's actually in my futures portfolio. Uh, we've talked about Kelvin Sampson and company uh, in in previous shows, and I think Houston is a. I think Houston's a solid team. And they, they lost a tough game against Memphis last Saturday. Uh, they bounced back strong from that. And, and I think Houston actually is a team uh, that people should take a hard look at once we get to the tournament. They're going to be one of those teams, probably seeded sixth or seventh. And they could be one of those six or seven seeds that, that, that springs an upset in the second round over that three seed uh, or over the two seed, depending on what the matchups is. Mm -hmm. uh, but Cincinnati's yeah. a good team. Jerron Cumberland uh, is, is a senior. Uh, and he's the best player on Cincinnati. Obviously, uh, it hasn't been as good as years past with the Bearcats, who have had Sweet 16 caliber teams in the past. I think Houston is the class of the American Conference this season, and, and, and I, I'm going to look to play their futures bets uh, in the American Conference tournament as well. We'll continue to follow that game and the end of the Creighton-St. John's game. So St. John's up by four at the moment, and South Florida Temple right now is a two-point game. Cincinnati-Houston still in the first half. Cincinnati in the lead, 28-25. We'll keep track of all these in-game numbers coming up next year on At The Window. Stay tuned. Are you ready for the
the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun, such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Last segment of At the Window before we transition into in-game live. I'm Ariel Epstein. Jared Smith is at the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Milwaukee Bucks and Charlotte Hornets are underway. They're in the second quarter, tied at 30 right now. And the Bucks were laying 13 and a half points in this game, which seemed like a lot. However, the highest total on the board right now is at 244, which is the Dallas Mavericks at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Really high line, Jared. Total. Crazy high. Total. One of the highest we've seen. Yeah, the total. One of the one of the highest totals we've seen all season. And uh, for those of you unaware, Ralph Michaels is one of the best stat trends uh, yeah, guys you're ever here. Uh, and he is. So he tweeted this out, and, and I give credit to him for finding it because it is a crazy stat. So in the last 21 years, there have only been five other games with a total set at 243.5 or higher. Two of them have been this season. Both of them have involved the Pelicans. Both of them have gone under. Hmm. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about uh, betting an over in a game like this one between the T-Wolves uh, and the Mavericks. One of the highest total totals you will see so on the board Jared. in any NBA game all season. 
I have no idea. It's too, I mean, obviously it's because neither team plays defense and both teams have been really good offensively this season. The T-Wolves have been a little bit better. No Carl Anthony Towns has actually meant more flow for Minnesota's offense. And, of course, Dallas with uh, Doncic and Porzingis have been very strong offensively this season, and they don't play a lot of defense, and both teams run at a fast pace. And they're also two teams that are, are not great when lost record-wise. Are the Mavericks expecting both Doncic so not... and Porzingis to play? I would assume yes, based on this total. Right. That's what I would assume as well. Really interesting. So if you had to take, if you had to lean in this total, would you take the under and go with the trend? Yes, 100%. Uh, I would take the under. And I know that's scary to bet an under in a game with a total that high, but it's a numbers game. And I think what we're seeing based on that specific trend is that the numbers in certain spots, when they get to be this frothy, are just a little bit too hot. And, and you, the only play is to come under it, or you watch the game and you see if you can find a good live spot to jump in. But there's no way that you can bet an over uh, based on what we've seen with the past in these, two, in, in these trends. And the fact that both of the other totals that were 243 or higher this season have gone under. The Mavericks are also favored by six and a half on the road. Would, is there any correlation between the spread and the total? Yes, I think the higher that line goes, the more points that that the books expect to be scored. Usually I like betting overs in games with bigger spreads because the the books expect there to be a lot of points in the game to begin with because of the fact that the spread is so large. Uh, Liking it to an NFL game, excuse me, or or a college football game, especially a college football game, say Alabama's favored by 50 points in a game, well, the total's 60. Well, you know, the books think they're going to score 50 at least, 51 at least to cover that number. Where's the other nine points coming from? And, and you know, obviously the team that they're facing is probably very poor. Uh, and that's why that the line, line just is so moved, big. By but the way, usually, as we're talking about it, it just moved to seven. The total or the line? The oh, li- the total, yeah, the line. the line moved to seven. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 the line moved to seven. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think the home dog there uh, is in a bad spot. We've seen the Hornets. Yeah, I'd set that line, lead. that 13 and a half for a home dog today was big. Yeah, they have the lead right now over Milwaukee. They're off to a 12-4 start in the second quarter. The only home dog we care about today, though, are the Jannies, who are up seven with six minutes to go. Wow. That's, I mean, great read by you there. They're up 71-64 with seven minutes to go. We also see that Cincinnati is up 30-28 to Houston, and I'm looking at the in-game line, and right now Cincinnati's getting one and a half points, even though they're up by two. Those are always so interesting to me, Jared, because, oh, now they're plus three and a half up by two, Cincinnati. So when you see something like that, what are your thoughts when I know you don't want to just jump the gun and jump in right now, but with Cincinnati up by two and getting three and a half points, does that ever intrigue you? It does, actually. uh, 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 Brian, Brian, can you put ESPN on? I want to watch this Houston-Cincinnati game. Um, Yeah, I I think Cincinnati is... uh, I thought that line was a little hot to begin with. I think it was five or six pregame. And I like Houston a lot. I think Houston's a really good team. And I don't know if they're equipped to cover big spreads because they're just not an explosive offensive team. And I thought that that on the road, uh, Cincinnati's played decent this year. And they're coming off of a couple of decent performances. And they've also played Houston tough earlier this year. So I, I thought this could be a close game. And I still think Houston is the better team on paper, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they covered the number. And the fact that we've seen this line compress uh, a few points, uh, you know, it's not halftime yet. It's almost halftime. So, oh, oh, man, someone just got teed up in this game. Uh, Cincinnati assistant coach is really fired up about something. <laughs> um, or is that the head coach? Holy moly. He just, like, hopped off the bench and screamed at somebody. I think he just got teed up. 
Um, yeah, Cincinnati's a good team, and and I think both of these teams are going to play tough uh, in March because they're both te- they're they're both good defensive teams, and the American Conference I think is a little bit better than people think. No one's really talking about it this year. It doesn't have an elite team, but I think it's deep, uh, and and I think there's some teams in there that play a, that play a legitimate style uh, that can that can be effective in March, which is they slow it down, but they're very efficient offensively, and that's why I think the American Conference could have a a, a couple of teams could surprise, and I think the two teams that are playing today, Houston and Cincinnati, are those two teams that I would play on. I can't believe as two former Penn State students, we have not spoken about the biggest game of the day, which is Michigan taking on Ohio State and Ohio State laying four points today. Actually, your birthday on Friday was the anniversary of Penn State upsetting Ohio State in Happy Valley when I was a sophomore in college. So it was a really fun memory to have because I went to one of I was one of the only fans at the Bryce Jordan Center watching Penn State against Ohio State because I was working the game and no one would have ever thought in a million years that Penn State would upset a ranked Ohio State team. However, Michigan at Ohio State today, Ohio State laying four points. What are your initial thoughts on the game? Four o'clock game. Initial thoughts. Initial thoughts are trend, you know, you know, fade the road teams in the Big Ten. That's what we've seen. Yep. That's been the trend this year. Even uh, against but the I think spread? Michigan can be one of these teams. Sure. I think Michigan is one of these teams that can buck some of these trends because of how tough they are. And they're coming off of a of a of a loss that I don't want to say it's a bad loss. But it's a game where they were favored by six and they lost by seven. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, they got outscored on the spread by 13 points. That's a pretty bad loss. So, uh, you know, and, and Wisconsin is a good team, and I think Wisconsin was grossly undervalued in that game, and they won't be undervalued again the rest of the season because people now know how good Wisconsin can be. But Ohio State uh, is a tough team. And I think Ohio State is another one of those Big Ten teams that can surprise some people in March. Uh, the Wesson brothers are incredibly gifted. And I think, uh, I, I think Chris Altman is a, is a great coach. And, and I think the Big Ten is littered with great coaches. And I don't think the coaching uh, gets enough credit in the Big Ten because of how tough the league is. These teams cannibalize each other uh, between January and March. And then they get to the light at the end of the tunnel uh, in Indianapolis for the Big Ten tournament. And some people don't know what's what because it's been such a gruesome grinding uh you know gauntlet uh uh, for this regular season in this conference but what it does is it makes these teams tournament tested the hottest fire forges the strongest steel ariel these teams when they get to indianapolis they are ready to roll and i think ohio state's one of those teams i think there's five or six teams in the big 10 uh that can have a legitimate shot to make the final four and a couple of them i think have legitimate shots to cut down the nets and i think ohio state has the talent to be one of them i just think can they put it together for four five six games in a row We'll see. You know, they're, they're, they're in a tough stretch in their schedule right now. I was looking at Ohio State's schedule earlier. So they beat Maryland. That was a big win last Sunday. We talked about that game last Sunday on the show. Then they beat Nebraska on the road, which is a relatively easy win for them. But here's their last three games. Michigan, Illinois, at Michigan State. We're going to know a lot about Ohio State over the yeah. last week of the season. And we talk about not reading too much into these last regular season games. But the Big Ten, every game is like a conference tournament game. Mm-hmm. So every game is important. And I think Ohio State is going to be tested over Ohio the next State week. Ohio State was also They're one of those few teams today. that was on the road and ended up beating Michigan in Ann Arbor. They ended up winning 61-58 the last time they faced them on February 4th. So they're one of the few home team and road teams that was able to win on the road, Ohio State. Exactly. You know, I, 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 I'll tell you what. Ohio State's one team I have overlooked in the futures market this year. I have a futures play on Michigan. I have a futures play on Michigan State. I even have a small futures play on Penn State. Uh, I have overlooked Ohio State in the market. I've overlooked Wisconsin in the market. I, I, I think I, I hope those two, uh, uh, you know, 
I, I don't want to say inconsistencies, but I, I, I hope those two uh, teams don't, don't come back to bite me because I think those are two really good teams. And, and you know, we can't play every team in the futures market because we won't win anything if, if one of our teams hits. But I, I, I think Wisconsin and Ohio State, I think there's some value there. By the way, St. John's is up 18. Wow. They're going to win this game outright going away. Wow. And the handicap yes. was spot on with this one. St. John's is going to drop 100 points in, in, against Creighton's defense today. What does that do uh, for that, the future of Creighton? To me is nothing because it's a tough game. And again, it's a tough spot for the Blue Jays. But you saw why Creighton is not a tournament championship contender. Mm-hmm. They are not defensively sound enough to win six straight games. They're defensively sound enough to win one or two games in a row because they get hot from three. And it's 60-1 to one where, where I bought Creighton at. If they get to the Sweet 16, I feel like I made a good bet. But I don't think they're good enough to win the national championship because of what we're seeing today. I don't think, they're, I don't think they can they're stop 30, a good offense. They're 30-1 to one right now and, for the championship. Creighton. Yeah, I got them at 60 to 1 2 mm-hmm. weeks ago. So the closing line value is there and I think they'll and I think their closing line value will continue uh to to decrease as we get into March because they're going to be a top 4 seed, but uh, this is a shot across the bow for Blue Jays backers today. They don't have the defense that can really shut down a good offense and in March that's a problem. So we have just about 2 minutes left and then we're going to transition into in-game live. However, before we finish our segment here on at the window, my best bet of the day is the Los Angeles Lakers laying two points on the road at the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm taking the Lakers. I took them last night. They disappointed me. I don't think that the Lakers are going to disappoint me for a second night in a row. So give me L.A. tonight in New Orleans. Jared, what's your best bet? That's not St. John's go, since you already well, took I mean, I wish I wish I, I was going to say, come on. Why St. Can't John's could be, be your best bet. I had bet. an outright dog winner. You, yeah, it should be, right? No, 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 I won't. I'll give another best bet because I want to give the viewers something fun. Um, okay, let's talk about let, let's talk about the prop market uh, in, in this Lakers-Pelicans game. We gave it out a little bit earlier, but I want to reinforce the point that Brandon Ingram against his former team is not getting enough love. And the fact that him and Zion Williamson are both priced the same in the point prop market is a bit of a miscalculation there. I'll take Brandon Ingram over 24.5 points tonight uh, against that. his former team. I love that. The Kinston kid, Brandon Ingram. Jared and I have got you covered for the next two hours on Endgame Live. We'll be seeing the end of this St. John's Creighton game, the Houston-Cincinnati game, and we have some NBA action as well with the Milwaukee Bucks on the road at the Charlotte Hornets. Stay tuned. Endgame Live coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. 
It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.